He's up the middle. McCarr down the slot. McCarr shoots and scores! Oh, my goodness gracious! That was amazing! Welcome to episode 47 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast. Comes in with a shot, rebound, they score, and bounce right to Taylor Hall. He puts the rebound in to bring the Sabres within one. Golden Knights looking for one to tie it. Stone down to the front, tap, Yeah, that was high. That was distant, and it was high, and it was intentional. Wilson is running around like he did earlier in his career. Guess what, guys? Uh, we got another huge show today. Um, when is it not, baby? When is it not? <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> We're going to get to all of the regular features. You guys know them by now. But... Uh, we're going to get to a buy low, sell high segment. Um, probably the last one of the year, we'll see, but um, there's definitely a lot of options out there, so we're going to get to those later. But let's introduce the boys. We got all four of us into here today, Joe, Anth, Brian. Let's, let's bring you guys in with a question. Can, when you, after you take a shower, <laughs> where does this go? Is the towel you dry yourself with, is it dirty? No, it's not dirty. Well, it's not a new towel every no. time. So how, so how many, how many uses? Oh, do you, you can, get you out can of go the a solid. You, you can go a solid <laughs> month. Oh, whoa, <laughs> whoa! I would agree. Yeah, I'm just month. kidding. I'm just, I actually personally, I don't go more than a week using the same towel. I don't know if that's disgusting or I, not. But I only used it twice. That's no. yeah. I think it would be three, water. four times. Yeah, four by, times by washing it. Four times, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm I was doing, actually gonna say twice too. I've been doing don't forget, it wrong. You're coming, okay, you and me, Mike. I've been doing forget, it wrong this you're whole time. Coming out of the shower, clean. Exactly. Yeah, but it's right? it. But if when it gets damp, yeah, you have the like, damp. Okay, it dries up. But then it if it gets damp, then dry, damp, then dry. It's at some point, it's you're gonna have like musty towel. <laughs> yeah. Musty towel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want must. You want? I like I like my post shower sons a must. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay, I'm glad we, uh, we we discussed this because I was wondering it the, the other day. Everyone was wondering. Yeah. So um, so if I'm I'm Brian on the pod, we also have Bryson on the pod today. <laughs> it looks like straight straight from Florida to be here with us today. <laughs> straight off the sixth hole, just bombing I gotta it support, over. I got to support my guy, man, Bryson. I got the Bryson hat. He's in contention today. Are you actually a Bryson guy, though? No, he's not. Yeah, I am. I love it. I love a guy that's that he is so pushes passionate the about the sport, pushes he's, the envelope, and he's yeah. willing to do things that people and don't, don't like. even think of. <laughs> and he has and no, no problem that. being the villain. He, he, yeah, the thing with Bright, like no, he's no, like, he, yeah, he's he, he. I don't know. He, I don't know if that's true. He, he does hates have, being he does the have villain. Wrong being the villain. Yeah, he hates yeah. being the villain. And he's not the villain. Like I think people, some people don't like him because he's so. I don't know, invested, but... It's not even that. He just seems like... I don't want to say 
full of himself, but I don't know. He's not a, he, he's not like most pros in the sense that he just can't take criticism. Like someone says something about him and, and he gets so defensive. Oh, he's yeah, got burner accounts out the ass. Oh yeah, he's one sure. of those guys. He's also yeah, he's also 100%. one of those guys if if golf like golf is an analytic sport in, on its own with the way you, you know, your loft and the way you just change your hands and everything like that. But he is like over the top with it, right? So there's no one else on course that is like going to his caddy for like every little decision, looking at his greens when he's putting 76 times, going walking around it. Like he's yeah, very super he, into it. And some people that, that upsets them and like pisses them off about it to begin with. But then, you know, he goes and drives a par five and, and uh, that's probably not going to make too many people happy either, <laughs> except for fans. We love it. But yeah, that's the thing. Like he lives his, like I, I'm going to sound like, physiological as i hope that's right but anyway sure. i'm gonna sound like that whereas like i i think i live my life a lot like psychological i think is where you're going. like <laughs> like when people say like that's not how that's not how things are were done or that's not how it's done like why not like i've always lived my life like why not just because people said it has to be done a certain way that's how it has to be done. Like, no. And Bryson pushes that. Like, why do clubs all need to be different lengths? Like, why can't they all be the same length? And he's doing that. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. I appreciate it like that. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's, like you said, when it comes to, like, whether you love him or hate him, I, you know, when he starts going out there and saying, you know, like, uh, you know, all these, uh, what was it? Was it the Masters where he was, like, uh, he came out with the hot take, like, yeah, I'm, this is, this is, I can shoot whatever a 60 here or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah he said my, like, he said when you start saying for me when you, yeah. yeah when you start going here a mode like that people are kind of like all right this is this is an and then yeah. he fell flat in his face but i'm kind of happy that he said he wanted to do this and he did it and like okay get off my back you know yeah yeah he he is like he he doesn't want to be a villain but he sort he is He's kind of like Patrick Reed in that way, because Reed—I don't know if Reed wants to be a villain or not, but but he is. And then Kepka's the guy that like tries to be a villain. Like they're really different in that way. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like the 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 villain character Venom from Marvel. Like he's not good, but he's not bad either. He's just kind of like there in the weeds, you know. <laughs> he's the anti-hero. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. He's the that's anti-hero. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right, let's um, – actually, do you guys have any stories from last night? It seems like you guys were together. Oh, we well, to first of all, first home. of all, first of all, it was colder in my guest room last night than it was outside because apparently the heat doesn't go to the front of this guy's house. So <laughs> Listen, I have no idea why it's so cold in that so room. So first the of all, it starts off, we're making the bed because he has the sheets. This guy just throws the covers on and he's like, ah, oh, whatever. And I'm like, what did you – what are my $50 from around the corner you picked up? Make this bed properly, first of all. So I was a little perturbed what do you, First off, and what do you think you're like, at? You're at a hotel, you think? Like, it's yeah, just make your own make bed. Your own bed. Did you get breakfast in bed too or something like that? Did you expect that? It was crazy late. I'm like, dude, it, go to it's bed. Not, it's not that it wasn't made. The, the sheets were, it was just a mattress. There was nothing on it. So that's not my responsibility. That is the homeowner's responsibility, okay? And then to top it off with the little cherry on the top of the on the top of the pie was this guy, as he's walking out, man, it's cold in here. All right, night, bud. <laughs> Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. I love it. Uh, uh, Other that was right that, after I t- right night, after I tucked him in and gave him a little kiss on the forehead. <laughs> what is yeah. the bedroom above the garage or something that it's not insulated or something? 
No, there's, no, it's, there's no it's reason. Close. There's zero. I have excuse. no idea why that room is so cold. But that's watch the vents room. be off in the room, like closed from the inside of like in, inside the duct. No, oh, they're not. Check. I checked those too. Yeah. It was a solid like ten degrees in that room. It was pretty chilly. Yeah. Oh wow! It was chilly. But you had an extra. It was whatever. chilly. Yeah. Hey, at least, at least when you woke up, uh, you went to go look at it. There wasn't hair everywhere like like last time, right? Okay. Well, I mean, there's the story. Right there. Let's get. To- <laughs> no, there's hey, no now sto- that you brought it up, Brian. <laughs> there's no story there. Okay. Well, um, I'll. Uh, well, hold on. That explains oh, that. Oh, long right, hair. That little- I see. That explains why uh, the bed wasn't made because I, I washed those sheets and I was, <laughs> I'm not even I don't even want to touch them even though they're washed. I just oh, threw man. them on the bed. Dude, just light them you on fire. Should have, yeah, you should have started I a bonfire in the backyard. Oh, this guy, that's a whole new pandemic <laughs> on those sheets. It's a new strain. <laughs> it's a new strain. It's a new variant. Uh, oh. Okay, let's move on here. Um, story time. I do have a little story. Um, it's maybe it's not funny, but I think it's a good one. It's fitting for um, it's fitting for today. So obviously, uh, over the past couple of days, the the news came out that Walter Gretzky passed away, and um, us living in in uh, Toronto, in the Greater Toronto Area, and in Canada, he was known as uh, Canada's hockey dad, and and I think we all share a story um, of Walter Gretzky. I believe we were all there, but anyway, I think, a friend I think of ours. We're all there. Let's wait. Let's confirm. I was we not. I don't know where Joe, you were there. I've actually never met him, so I have. I haven't. I don't have a story about him. I've never met him. Okay, well, I know Brian, the only were, connection I think I, we I, have I is. I don't know about, if you're talking about it. If, the, if it's the ball hockey <laughs> tournament. Okay, I was yes, there then. Sorry, I was there. The road. I never met him, but I was there. Yes, in Brantford. Oh, so okay. Well, that during that tournament we did. And um, so anyway, long story short, as a friend of ours said, guys, you want to enter this uh, ball hockey tournament? I think it was called the Walter Gretzky Annual. Yeah, I think, they, I think they still do it. Something I else. think they still do it. Yeah. So we uh, we joined that. It was like 200 teams uh, or something like that. And I think we finished in like the top 30 or regardless. Was that that's the one with the hay the as the boards? To, like the stacks of hay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's road hockey. Road hockey. There's uh, little arenas everywhere. I think it's uh, like in a big parking lot, but whatever. It, it's uh, it was awesome. And I remember on the second day we were there, and um, Walter Gretzky was walking around, and uh, a few of us approached him, and he was awesome. So generous with his time, spoke to us like we were just any anybody really, and uh, he signed our jerseys, and we played. We played the next game with signed jerseys with uh, Walter Gretzky's signature on him. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We, it's a small story, but just he was so generous with his time, and it's uh, sad to see him go because uh, he's the, arguably the best player that's ever played his father. And uh, we did have a, a small little story to share about him. So thought yeah. I would share that on the pod. That's, that's nice a nice story. little I like, I like that you went there. sentimental. That, that was the yeah. Yeah. That pulls on the strings. Yeah, I like that. Things. Condolences to the whole family. Even I, condolences to the whole hockey world. Yeah, he was uh, awesome, awesome dude. I even remember that day. It was like I wondered why is this, like he's there's no like not really a real crowd around him. There's just a few people talking to him, and it's because he's basically talked to all two hundred teams. <laughs> at that That's time. why like, he's, he's been, been around. around. Yeah, he just walks 100%. around. He's turning. That was that was really cool. Um, so yeah, little little. Uh, Heart tugging story this week, but we'll get into the funny stories next week. You know what I was uh, I was thinking? I talked to a buddy. You guys all know him, but 
a guy who has great stories. Don't blurt out his name. So he said, he said he would come on and tell a story. So if we, not, we won't put their video, but we would just have their audio going. And he's like, I would come on, but it has to be an alias. Oh, like, he has to disguise his yeah. voice. Like he'll like muffle yeah, it. Yeah. So th- think about the stories we can have. If we start bringing the guys on as aliases. Oh man. So our buddy, our buddy, Wack, right? But it's gotta be, it's gotta be hockey related, no? Not necessarily. I mean, our it's buddy going to come on and tell us sto- so a I, random guy I, is going to come tell a random story. And, uh, yeah. well, I got to tell you, really sore today. Our like, buddy Wack has a great story. Wack Smahoop. Our whack buddy Wack Smahoop. But, uh, oh, but you, you guys, it, that, you that guys is a fantastic is. story. Yeah. Maybe we could get him on to tell it. Yeah. So anyway, we got uh, we got a bunch of stories coming up, but uh, we're 12 minutes in. We haven't talked about hockey, so let's get into it. The fantasy players of the week. Bolquist to the wall for Kane all the way across. Good breakout. Here comes Calvin DeHaan at his side. Alex it. His shot. He scores! The Hawks pour it on. And Christ shows his frustration. We started off with the first night. Alex DeBrincat. Okay. One goal. Should we just give assists. Brian the floor? Like, should we just, like. Yeah. Brian, go ahead. Well, no, no, I'm going to wait because I had three players this week that I owned that were fantasy players of the week. So I'm just going to bask in it every time you say my favorite player. Are you still losing the week? Somebody's somebody's having a big week. Having a big week. Are you? You're catching up to me then, eh? Oh, yeah, you're going to take it over today. I know. My goalies decide to show up, but my forwards don't. My goalies didn't show up, but my (laughs) players are absolutely tearing it up. Go yeah, ahead, so the brink. I'm not gonna. You're gonna. Would you want to talk about all three at the same time? No, no. So just brink it. Just do your thing. Yeah, the has got 14 goals, 14 assists, 28 points. He's having a hell of a year. We all said he would bounce back, but uh, I don't think anyone could have predicted this. The, He's over. Like him and Kane are just Insane. running the show there. Like him and Kane are just running the show. Like Suter's their centerman, and it seems like he's he is to Chicago what. Chandler Stevenson is in the middle of Vegas's uh, Stone and Pacioretty combo is for Vegas. It's just like nuts how they. Yeah, he's like, like the guy that you yeah, expect playing there would get points, but not not really yeah, happening. No, it's just yeah. uh, they're doing damage. Those two. Yeah, the brink. It uh, yeah, hold tight on him. He's uh, bouncing back in a big way. By Pacioretty, and the puck to neutralize. Stone looking to break by Greenway. Stone has Pacioretty with him. Stone looking to center it. Following night, we had Mark Stone, five assists, five first assists, which is even and more on incredible. all the team's goals. Like the Vegas only had five goals, five four. <laughs> so yeah. he had a point, he had a hand in every single goal. He had a he had a GWA. That's a big one. Yes, K Woodie assists. New category. Yeah, new, new category, category. just for Bry. <laughs> GWA. Patch ready for Stone and out for Trangelo as Stone gets taken down for Trangelo and a patch ready and he scores! Max Pacioretty does it again in overtime. His third OT winner of the year as the Golden Knights pull it out 5-4. to four. Both of those nights, we're, we were talking about the five-assist game from Stone and the Patches two goals, one assist that earned him fantasy player of the night. Uh, the Patches scored the game winner in overtime, both of those games. Uh, these guys are just killing it again. Vegas is such a good team, but 
Man, they they got chemistry, and Patches has finish. I don't know where he regained it. The last two years, he's been like he's channeling Vegas. his his like forty goal season in Montreal, like four or five, six years ago, whenever it was. We we thought he was. Yeah. Oh, he's always had finish. He's, he's always, always had, had finish. Shots he, and goals. He had That's a little his... bit of a span where we're two, three years, I think, where he would go like he was quiet, and then. That's why kind of Montreal moved on from him. And then when he went to Vegas, maybe people were thinking like, oh, he's just going there just to finish off his career. He's still not relevant. He's not a super relevant guy anymore. But he's he's proving me wrong anyways. Yeah, I'm um, I'm fully on the, like, the patches train now. I just, he does, like the, the elite shot total. Like I had awesome. him, and if he's gonna I had him last like year in the pool. And I was just like, I'm not going to draft him this year because I don't think he's going to replicate, replicate the same year he did last year. And he's, yeah, he's proving me wrong. Yeah. Remember, like, wasn't it a month or a month and a half ago when everyone was like, well, they might have to trade Stone or Pacioretty or like they might have to get rid of one of these guys for the contract. It was, yeah, it was, like, Pacioretty, yeah okay, it was sure. Pacioretty. It was first, they yeah. couldn't do Flurry. First, and then it was Stone. And I'm like, yeah. It was Flurry, then Patches, and sure. then I think they moved to the defense and tried to get Martinez or whatever. But The puck dropped at center ice, and Dallas got Andre Vasilevsky here tonight at American Airlines Center. He picks up his third straight shutout, the last two against the Stars. We had Andre Vasilevsky with a 28-save shutout. Like, I always harp that the goalie position, is it's so volatile. It's really tough to pick up a goalie, you know, in the first couple of rounds because you never know. But except, the, the exception is Vasilevsky. He's he's probably, like, even a top five fantasy player. Like, if you, like, yeah, like definitely top 100%. 10, without a doubt. Like, he's your number one fantasy goalie, no questions asked, no doubt about it. And yeah. he's up there with yeah. the top fantasy players as well. Yep. Yeah, he came into this season as the top-rated yep, fantasy goalie, and he is just so far and away the best one. Like how Absolutely. how how many how many games has he played now? He's had what twenty or something? I think he's played all but. This guy's three. got a nine nine forty two save percentage. It's insane. Give him the vez. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think that's a lock. I mean, he can fall off, but. Yeah, like I remember last season. Remember he stumbled in over the first couple months and. Yeah. Um, and yet he still finished off with unreal numbers, like best goal in the league. I want to backtrack quickly, though. Don't give him the Vez just yet. You know who else has a 942 save percentage on the season? Mark andre Fleury going back to Vegas. Those are the, your we front just, runners, yeah. 100%. Dude, and Fleury has got his fourth shutout this week. Was yeah. it, was that, it was, it was a Saturday night, right? Saturday night, yeah, he did. Comes Brock Besser. He's got JT Miller with it. Fired a shot. Rebound. Score. JT Miller has given Vancouver a three-two lead as he and Besser team up again. But on that Saturday night, JT Miller, who we, we went around the table here, we thought his fantasy game uh, was better. Uh, JT Miller against the Leafs had three points, a goal, and two assists. I love this guy, and and despite like what he looks like on the ice. And, oh, yeah. Uh, what Vancouver has kind of brought to the table this year. JT Miller, his floor is so high because he just, he does everything. He's on the power play. He's playing with the best players. Like, I love this guy. And I, I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, he's, he's great to own. The, the numbers that, that I love that come, that come um, 
out of him, ours hits. His hit totals are pretty incredible. 61 hits on the season. Like, to go with his 24 points, 12 power He's play in that points. shooting spot, too, on the power play. He, um, like, he just does everything. Like Mike said, also, he's on, he's on every important part of the game, whether it be shorthanded, yeah. power play. But don't forget, he's always on the ice at the, in the last minute as well <laughs> for those little empty netters. <laughs> this guy. This guy bases his whole team around players. No, oh, sure. he thinks about that 100%. I, I do think yeah, about when do, I do, like, pickups and stuff like that, but I don't I don't. Hey, but you know, like you know what? We, we, we rip on him, <laughs> deservedly so. But at the end of the day, like... Those count. If if you have you know, like uh, in in fantasy an empty netter uh, first period doesn't matter it's a goal's a goal so if you have a guy on your team that you know is counted counted upon to be that shutdown in the last minute of the game or something then there's always an opportunity for an empty netter so I mean it is strategy and it's even and it's involved. even like scary like not scary but it's like when you're when you're playing against someone it's like and the other guy has let's say two shutdown guys like for example on Saturday night I was. I had, I think, Larson and Nurse. I was playing against Larson and Nurse, and I believe they were both on the ice at some point during a, an, an empty net. I'm like, no, just don't get a cheap assist. Don't get a cheap assist. Uh, it's the just shorthanded. Oh, the shorthanded assist. Oh, when those roll in, those are those are the killers. Yeah, those those are, are killer. You throw your phone. Yeah, assuming you have shorties as a category, obviously. Yes. As Rantanen gives it to Landis Gog. Burns back. The drop pass. Now Kadri. And he fired wide. Wrap around bid. And they score. Miko Ratnan again. That's his fourth point of the game. It's 4 nothing. Miko Rantanen, my boy. Two goals, two assists. Rantanen's been pretty hot lately. And if I'm correct, I believe he has the most points on Colorado right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one of you guys can uh, corroborate that, but I, I believe he does. Mikko Rantanen is, I feel like he was a little under undervalued this season coming in because of last season's injury woes, but he's absolutely like one of the top players, probably, I don't know, top 20, I would say, in fantasy. Yeah, Rantanen's rolling right Yeah, he's right two now. points up on McKinnon for the team lead. He's played three more games yeah, than him, but he has 24. Right? Three more games, yeah. Either side, that's another weapon that the Panthers can execute on the power play. Ekblad picks his way and it scores! What a beauty by Aaron Ekblad! He's got a four-point night! Man, this guy had a week. Aaron Ekblad, two goals and two assists the other night. Brian, I'll let you, you go to town on him first. Yeah, I feel like this the, the this whole week of uh, players of the night. I just feel like it was me. Like I am the player of the, of the week. Like I have all these guys. You know, I've been. It's been great. And you will still no, be the Ekblad, third star but, of the week. But coming in, coming into the coming into the year, we kind of had like you know we didn't know exactly what Ekblad was gonna do, but <clears throat> we kind of thought like if he took over the PP one role, kind of leading that way, he has an opportunity to not break out because he's Aaron Ekblad, but really kind of show show his offensive potential because I don't think he's really shown it in his career no. yet like he's kind no, of simmered breakout right? is breakout is is accurate I would say yeah because he's like you know he's has six points in the last two games he's played but not just that he's been really good he's been effective he's been playing a lot now he's getting you know shooting he's got the power play uh, opportunities and he's their number one d right now and and Florida is rolling like they're a, a wagon too so 
you know, it's it's a it's a good it's a good decent life in Brian's world right now in terms of fantasy. It's okay. <laughs> it's not bad. What kind of fantasy are we talking about here? Not all the fantasies. But... <laughs> well, yeah, like regardless of the whole Yandel situation early on, like they both ended up on that top power play. But Ekblad's the shooter and nine goals. He leads all defensemen in goals, 17 points on the year. Ekblad, I don't think we've seen his full potential, even though he's been in the league for a bit now. And it's because he's he's never really grabbed that power play one time. And then you have now you have a good Florida team. You got him on the top power play. He's a shooter on like this. It's all working for him. So we were talking well. about this last night a little bit actually. So Brian can speak to it too. But it's not only the fact that he didn't really have the opportunity as the the number one power play guy. It's that even like defensemen in general, even the highly touted ones, they sometimes take a long longer time, like five six years. He was a first overall pick. And the, like even a guy like Darlene, we're seeing him struggle too. It's probably going to be a couple years before he starts really hitting his stride. Like in Ekblad, the numbers have really started to come uh, like last year, and now they're even getting better this year. And this is his seventh year in the in the league, I believe. So, I mean, he's he's right around that time where even the highly touted defensemen really start to come into their own. I, was, I think that's what we're seeing. Now. I was gonna kind of go that angle too because I was gonna bring up a guy like Victor Hedman. Now, Ekblad's obviously not on that level, but it took mm-hmm. Hedman a little bit to get to that level, and now he's at that elite level. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's Ekblad is six years younger than Hedman. So yeah, and we he, don't consider and we don't look at Hedman and say like he's he's over like he's over the exactly. Hill, you know what I mean? And so like, he he took off four or five years ago, so maybe we're seeing that kind of progression in in Ekblad's game. I'm not saying he'll get to Hedman's level necessarily. I'm just saying that in the grand scheme of things of his progression in terms of fantasy there are very few mccars and hughes every and year Quinn where hughes, yeah very as soon rare. as they get drafted they they're immediately off, yeah. hit like we thought darlene was going to be a stud and i think he's still going to be a very good player but i don't know when it's going to happen yeah. so in fantasy like especially in a keeper league like if like the guy who goes first overall in the draft in the real draft he goes pretty high if not one in your fantasy draft but if it's a defenseman like yeah, okay, you pick him, but the fruits of your labor aren't you're not going to see it because he won't develop for another 3, 4, 5 years. Yeah. So there's no point in drafting a guy that high because he's not going to unless like I said, there's a Hughes every once in a while it happens, but the Ekblads, the Hedmans, those guys like typically 26, 25, 26, 27, like they say defense is a lot it takes many more years to develop and get really good and find your stride in the NHL than it does a forward. Yeah. Yeah, and Hedman, that, that was a good comparison, Joe. That's perfect because Hedman was the yeah. second overall pick, and I was just looking yeah. now. The numbers didn't really start coming until his fifth fifth season in the league. Well, and that's where I was looking because I was wanting to see the age gap because I didn't know if there was an enormous age gap, but there was. It's six years. So you're kind of seeing that kind of comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Joe. Sniffing around first star. Oh, well done with the point. But that's it for the fantasy players tonight. But while we're talking about defensemen, you know, okay, so, Bri, you mentioned a couple of guys. So, first off, Darlene, people are um, really struggling L- losing with, their with minds. Darlene. Yeah, they're, they're losing their minds right now. Darlene, okay, his, his plus minus is just, un, like, it's shit. terrible, unbearable. Um, that's a product of how bu- bad Buffalo is. Maybe just based on the conversation we had, are we overvaluing Darlene? Like, we know what he can be. We probably know what he's going to become. But until that team but, gets better, like, is that's yeah. going to hurt his numbers. It has to. 
Yeah, I, I think, uh, like we said, we just said it takes a few years, and I think it's going to take a couple more. Is What is it going to actually be? We don't know for sure. I think you see all the tools, you see the ability there, but just it's that, like Joe said, that team is just a... It's a new surround. Like it's so bad. Like they're just brutal can... in every way. It's tough to really get going on that on that squad. You're gonna be in. It's like punching from behind the whole time. Like it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you can yeah. you get those players on bad teams that still perform. But it's it's real tough as a defenseman A and B as a what a second year or third year. I think he's third year. Third yeah, year. Yeah. It's just it's it's really tough to get your points. And make yourself fa- uh, fantasy relevant on a bad team, such a bad team mm-hmm. like Buffalo as a defenseman or a, and a third year player. Yeah, well, I mean, like defense in general, like you see, most defensemen don't score probably more than like fifteen goals. That's like the peak, like that's high. So you get a lot of your points from assists. If if you pass the puck up, make you can make great eighty foot passes all day. But if the guy you're giving it to shoots it in the corner, like then you can't really get any points out of that. You can't do anything. So if your team's not scoring, you're not going to get any points. You're not going to, it's not going to well, help. Apparently they're scoring on the power play. <laughs> That's the only time, but Jeez. Yeah, it is shocking. That, that, that was a shocker. Lot. And not only that, last time we checked, yeah, go for it, Mike. Yeah. Last time we checked, I think they're third in the league. Their power. Yeah. Play. And, and <laughs> get, Ooh. check this stat out. I checked it. I think on Saturday or Friday, cause I was looking at, at something, the least penalized team in the league is the Buffalo Sabres. They've taken That's the least I... amount of penalty minutes in the league. And how are they so, like, they can't play five on five. That's bottom line. That's, yeah, like, that's the answer. Their power play is the, the third best in, in the NHL, and they're, they've taken the least amount of penalties. Like, wh- I, that was just mind-boggling to me. That just added to it. Yeah, it's definitely perplexing. But, like, their power I'm play still goals. rolling... <laughs> yeah, it's it's Reinhardt and Olafson. Olafson and Reinhardt, yeah, I think those are the guys. Like I know, I know Eichel is getting a, a Stahl's done nothing. Uh, Eichel hasn't scored much. Hall hasn't scored much. Like uh, much, uh, they they have almost Skinner, nothing. Skinner Skinner's riding pine. He's not even playing. So, like. so. Ugh, I feel I actually kind of feel for a diehard Sabres fans right now. And that's a that's a oh, that's sure. a passionate fan base too. Yeah, it's sad. It's well, you watch sad. your team get uh, you watch your team get Eichel. You watch your team get Darlene. You know, you, they, we watch them make some big signings, and they just the the realignment of the divisions hasn't helped. But no. still, I mean, if if you're a good team, you you push through and you you win your games. You know, and I think like I mean, we we rip on the Sabers for being just like the organization's kind of in shambles. But you know what? At some point, like the players got to look themselves in the mirror. They've gone through X amount of coaches, GMs, whatever. Like. At some point, it's not always the coach's problem. It's you guys aren't performing. The coach isn't. The coach can't grab Eichel's stick and put in the net for him. He's got to do it himself. And when he has what three goals? What do we say? Three goals or two goals this year? Like, um, that's not good enough. That's not cutting it for an elite player, even on a bad team. Like, you got to lead your team, and he's struggling, and they're all struggling. Poor Ralphie Kruger takes over Buffalo, and but and a couple of few years ago, he took over an Edmonton team that was in shambles. He's just getting, man. He's getting the short end of the stick. Well, that's a that's a tough look. I'm sure as a coach, you go like, yeah, maybe Edmonton was struggling, but you're like, I got Connor McDavid. You're like, okay, like I can win with this team. No, gone. You go to Buffalo, struggling franchise. Well, I don't. I, got I don't think he was. I don't think he was there when McDavid was there. 
I think it was prior. I think he was there during the like Hall Eberly R and H days. Was it? I thought I he was like a so. rookie when that came in. Either way, but, yeah. Like, as a coach, <laughs> I still got take... Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You still <laughs> there have you your three over. <laughs> There's the constant. Yeah. Oh, speaking um, speaking of Hall, I, I think we might come back to him in a little bit, but uh, they're going to be trading him. No, like at, like, at this point, okay. you're not you're not making the playoffs. Let's yeah, let's <laughs> talk about Hall right now. Let me. Play. I'm gonna play a clip from. It was episode 37. We were all there. It was October 16th, Ooh. and uh, it was right around. I think right after Hall was signed by Buffalo. So uh, let's listen to this clip. I'm gonna talk <laughs> about it. Okay. This this is gonna happen at the deadline this year. Buffalo is gonna be in an aw- having an awful season. They're gonna trade Hall, and there's gonna be a lot of talk about them trading Eichel with him. Wow. wow. So <laughs> the cherry picking the, of good takes. You, you and you wow. and about eighty five percent of people all said the same thing. That's unreal that you got hey, that on I wouldn't say eighty five percent of people no, say that. I think people were saying that him and Eichel would work and and yeah, the trading There's might still happen. But, yeah. So um yeah, so I said that on episode thirty seven, I was in October and it's looking like that's going to happen. Like Hall, I would be shocked if he didn't get traded. He's on a one-year deal. And Eichel, you got to think, he's um, he's kind of sniffing around thinking, is it time? Is it time for me to just get out of Dodge? So let's, um, we're, there is Hall talk coming up in a segment. Let's save the that, that for then. But another, another defenseman, since we were talking about Darlene, that I wanted to talk about, is Kale McCarr. Now, McCarr's been out for a few games now with an injury. He missed time last season with an injury. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I don't think these are like major injuries that people like can pinpoint he got hurt there. Is it time? I know it's only been two years, but he's only been in the league for two years. Is this guy, are you worrying about him being injury prone? Maybe you're worrying about it. It's not time to call him injury prone. I'm on, the, I'm on the I think we're a ways away. Of, of it's nervousness. I'm a pint on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a little worried myself. Like I I would be hesitant to draft a great player like McCard just because. Like I don't I don't like what I've seen so far in terms of his uh, willingness to just pull the shoot. He's, it's not him, but you he's know, he's been more of a broken down McCard lately, eh? <laughs> That's I don't know. That was Dude, fun. where's where's Makar? Dude, where's Makar? <laughs> Makar. I think we just got our title. Yeah, we got the title. Dude, uh, where's Makar? But where is Makar? Like, come on! I he's got to get back into the game, and if he's going to be one of the most elite young defensemen in the league, like, let's get going here. I'm I'm worried about him, his injury status. All right, another young player here, Trevor Zegris. I think he's played about six or seven. I don't know the exact amount of games, but he he, he has one assist. Uh, we are so like pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. I'm not ready to uh, say otherwise. Like I'm still for him, but his his ownership went way up, and now it's kind of dropped down to like 14. percent He was a scratch last game. I mean, I think Anth has a great story of of guys who. Highly touted, came in, didn't do much, got scratched. He yep. dropped, and then went on a tear. <laughs> that guy, that guy's name, 
This is this is a dagger. This guy's name is Johnny Gaudreau. Oh. I picked him up. I don't think he was drafted that year. I I may have drafted him very late. And well, neither was Zegris. Right. Well, what year, it's, it's, what it's the year same was thing. The f- it, his, his rookie we, year. We have to go like back. Yeah, we're looking at like, like, like we're looking at like five six years ago now. But I uh, either drafted him or picked him up early in the year, and he went. I don't know one point in his first eight games or something. A healthy scratch for a couple nights, and I was like, you know, what? he. I think he was coming off his Hobie Baker win, and I was like. Um, I, I just don't think it's it's going to be his breakout year. Like, I don't think he's going to do much. I dropped him, and what, he gets picked up a couple couple of days later, and he's off off and running. I believe he was a keeper for uh, whoever picked him up that year. Might have been Pete, uh, yeah. but that was <laughs> man, that was tough. Well, you were weighing yeah. him down clearly. That's I, it, it goes to show you though that too much like, pressure maybe to play one on these guys, But who knows? Maybe one of these guys that that dropped Zegers. Now is going to be kicking themselves when he's you know putting up numbers, big time numbers. Well, he has a big week so coming up. He they play LA and in uh, San Jose, so I mean, uh, Anaheim. Hopefully he plays, yeah. but like yeah, because of that story alone, like I I'm a Zegers owner in uh, in our deep deep league. I'm not I'm not touching him. Like I'm not dropping him. I'm not giving up on him. Well, especially in deep deep leagues, like of course not, because there's way more potential on in him than the guy you're going to be picking up for him, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, moving along here, uh, news just came down that Tom Wilson is going to be suspended for seven games. Now, first, we uh, we we can do a little roundtable. Do you guys agree with the with the seven game suspension? I don't. I don't think so. But I think it was like I think probably anyone else would have got a couple, but because he had been suspended. This is, I think, his fifth time or sixth time being suspended. I think that that adds usually a few games to it, right? So that's 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 the interesting point that I want to get to. I didn't watch the NHL video, but I did see some tweets going around. First off, they didn't suspend him for the head hit. They suspended him for boarding. So there's a yeah. big mm-hmm. distinction in the rules where that mm-hmm. what they got him for. He didn't. The head wasn't the first. It point was his kind of no, shoulder and the, and shoulder. The head. The head. Yeah. So they called it boarding yeah. violently into the boards, and they got him for that. Secondly, apparently they did reference his past in the video, but technically, I think by the CBA rules, he's not considered a repeat offender because it's been more than eighteen months since he's been last suspended, and mm. they can't use that in the. Uh, they can't use that technically against him in the ruling. So I don't know why they would even mention it. Because there is something there. I don't know all the deals, but there is something there that they can talk about past. Uh, oh, they can definitely talk about it, but I, I think to reference like it, it in the video, into like the... you can't say he's a repeat offender. But I don't think they did it that formally. But I don't know if it like his past Might obviously have been does up. come up because of what he does. Um, the way you look at it, if this was an eighty-two game season, it would have been what a, a, a seven games in a fifty-six game season. That's an eighth of the year. So that's what a ten game, eleven game suspension in in an eighty two game season. It's, so it's, it's, yeah. it's up yeah, it's there. A big suspension, it, it was yeah. a violent yeah. hit. It, it caused Carlo to go to the hospital. His head went into the glass. Like it was, it looked bad. Um, it was it was definitely boarding. I, yeah. I think the seven games was, was warranted just basically who he is. I think this. Yeah. I think this might be one of those cases where the the result of the hit is getting the guy more games. I, I think, think so the too. seven is harsh. You see hits like that, like yeah, that was a little violent, but you see hits like that where maybe the guy bounces off the boards, gets right up, and 
it's not th- even a penalty. And it's not even a penalty, yeah. And it's not even, like, forget a seven-gamer. It's not even a penalty. So, I, I don't know. I think it's harsh. I think the result has a lot to do with it. I think comments from guys like Marchand have a lot to do with it, too. Yep. Because you know Marchand is sitting in the league's back pocket. It's judging it's crazy. Boston, but, too. Don't forget. Yeah, he was probably and he was probably licking right? licking the uh, licking the NHLPA the NHL uh, yeah uh, officers uh, in the back, being like, guys, let me just get a little lick there. I go, uh, yeah. you know. Like, okay, so a couple things here. One is like there was a, a Leo Komarov hit earlier in the year that was similar. I, I do wasn't as bad, it, yeah. but he, he got he got nothing nothing for it. Um, Wilson's hit was worse. Fine. Uh, two, you had Marshawn at the intermission talk about how dirty it was and. Like like Marshawn's the cleanest talk, right? player in the league, yeah. so that's I love that. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, it's the pot kettle, uh, yeah. the pot kettle. Well, I love that. Calling but, the kettle um, black. And, and third, I I wish it wasn't Carlo. I wish it was Jack Edwards because that guy is an absolute piece of shit. Piece of shit. Um. So and I I hope this were to come back to him. I, I would love that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's I think it has thing. a lot to do with the reputation of, of of Wilson too. I think that was the determining yeah, factor. Yeah. I think like and the hit fine. obviously. It was dangerous, but like, like, I think it was warranted just based on his history. I know you can't really hold that against him, but I think as humans, because humans are making the call on these decisions, yeah. I think it's, it's only, it's, it's only, head. yeah, it's only common. Like, it, it'll happen. It's going to come to the forefront. So, yeah, if that's yeah. If, it's that's if that's Jacob Vrana or exactly. Nicholas Backstrom or something, like we're not even talking about it. You know what I mean? But Wilson has the reputation, whether it's should be used against Warm him or not in the yeah. court of law or not. It's it is what it is. You, you're human, right? Yeah. So now to to spin it like fantasy, and now as you said, Joe, it's it's an eighth of the season. So I'm actually I have Wilson in in, in a pool and. I was looking. It's it's not a deep. It's just the twelve team standard, so it's not deep deep. I looked ahead. I'm like, do I do I drop? You're looking this at guy? two weeks like without a player. Season and it's eating a yeah, roster spot. So so now in looking at it, so there's a Sunday game that we're recording today that he's not going to play. Then now Washington next week or this current week, you're listening. He they play on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. We'll get into the week ahead in a second, but that turns out to be the heavy nights of the week. So. Uh, you're not going to miss him necessarily. You're going to miss his hits and whatever, but he's probably there's, yeah, there's uh, players that option. are going to take a spot. Right. You have, so you're not going to lose gonna man games. You're going to you're going to replace not, them. Right. You're not going to feel it. So that's that's four games that we've taken care of already. Then you're just dealing with a week. The following week, Washington plays four times, and he's going to miss three of those games. I think one of the nights is a heavy night. So really two it's really not two nights. That really, bad. you're looking at two nights that is really going to. Kind of maybe exactly. take a you player out of your lineup, uh, and you're going to lose Absolutely. a man game. So, real so, good, real good insight, Mike. There. Yeah, what you, what you got to do is exactly what you just said. If if you're the owner of Wilson, you literally look ahead the next two weeks, see how many games you're going to miss. If it's look at your roster, like I think you said, you're only going to miss like one or two actual game man games. Then you hold on to him because he's a he's a great player and he's a great fantasy player. But if you're talking for whatever reason, you're in a league where you're going to miss five, six games out of him, then then it's a different discussion, right? Yeah. So so yeah. So I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening that are in that predicament. I'm one of them, and I'm holding on to him. But we we preach about having a a streaming spot, and like it's for times like these that are important that you can maximize man games, and and you can have a guy come in and out and. Uh, you know, help you out. If, if it's hits you need, you could pick up the hits that Wilson would have provided. So um, 
that's that's just a little piece on Wilson. And on the injury front, quickly this week we've had a, a few come out, a bunch are day to day, but we had Heeshear. That's week to week. Hasn't found his footing at all this year. It's been kind of a tough go with COVID and injuries and whatnot. Um, but Pavel Zaka has stepped up as a number two center in his place, playing very well. Ryan Ellis, four to six weeks. That's longer term. Ekholm's been awesome uh, since Ellis has been yeah. out. Wow. Then you have Elias Pedersen, Timo Meyer, Igor Shosturkin, all day-to-day. They don't look like um, long-term. Uh, long-term things. Shosturkin's might be more of a week-to-week. We'll see. He's listed as day-to-day, yeah, but if you had Shosturkin. Goalie, groin. Yeah, you, and you we were we were preaching all year, like, if you have Shosturkin, you probably want Georgiev, too, and uh, he's just going to take the load there. And then uh, Saturday night, late Saturday night, Mark Stone left the game with an injury. Uh, early signs is that he's okay. It was precautionary, so um, hopefully he doesn't miss any time. Hey, hey Brian, the amount of the amount of players I, I see you fist bumping there that uh, the, whose names we bring up. What about all the you, misses? How come you're not in first? How come? How come you're not in first? <laughs> oh, we're coming, bud. We're we're taking <laughs> over first in the we're taking over you, first in the division. We're gonna be we're gonna be second place pretty soon. You're not getting you're not getting past me so far. What do you mean? I'm I'm blowing past you this no, week. No, you're. What are you up? I'm up nineteen. Yeah, I have six. You're not gonna beat me. Six points is not gonna make a difference. You're, I made I'm six. only three points back of you. No, you're you're longer. You're more than that. No. So as right, Joe let's, checks, let's, we are in an eighteen team league. And uh, first is myself. Right. Anth is in second overall, and Joe you're is in seventeen third points yeah, back you're right. of me. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was up. Fifth. I was up twelve nothing yesterday. I was like, started getting real excited. I started getting real horny when I was well, up. Out of the four of us, you're bringing up the rear call. <laughs> well, so yeah, I'm first. Anth second. Joe third. Brian seventh. You know who to listen to. I'm taking all those fantasy players of the night that I had. All these great pickups that I, I've been great with pickups. Adam Bolkvist, Matthias Akholm, Pavel Zaka. Uh, don't worry, I'm 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 just I'm coming. <laughs> We're simmering. Not too long ago, we did the all-time money list because our league's been around for uh, ten years. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you guys the yeah. Numbers you guys, I know you are don't running wanna, away. You from don't want to know. I, the I don't want to know the numbers. It pisses me off every fucking year. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it pisses me off. Uh, no, it's a lot. <sighs> it's a it's a big chunk of change. Um, Let's get into our buy low, sell high segment. But first, we have to thank our lovely sponsors, OK Tire. Joe, I'm going to pin you with the ad You're read. pinning me with it. OK. OK Tire is your one-stop shop for all your auto services and tire needs. With over 300 locally owned stores across Canada, when you shop with us, you're shopping local. Well done. And that leads us to our It's Going to Be OK Player of the Week. It's another one of Brian's friends, and it's Jordan Biddington. He's kind of hit the skis. He had a good game. Uh, he had a, a pretty good game a few games ago, but uh, aside from that, a bunch of bad ones in between, um, or around it, I should say. Brian, I think that's probably not why you're shutting out people, because you have all the fattest yeah. players of the night, but Bennington's been a gas can. Bennington just wants to pick fights with everybody. He just want, he's, trying, he's trying out for WWE. Uh, it's yeah. bad right now, but... Yeah, otherwise otherwise it'd be it'd be I'd be whew, I'd be doing damage, but my goalies. Bennington's uh he's hit a skid because he went he had a really good stretch for about three weeks where I think he went like five one and one or something and he was playing great, but St. Louis was too. Now they can't stop a beach ball, so that's not very good. But we are here to tell you that it's going to be okay. 
Yeah. Uh, St. Louis is a good team, and Bennington is going to roll. All right, let's get into our buy low, sell high. This will work the same way it worked a few weeks ago. Uh, we'll do a round table. Let's start with buy low, and then we'll get into our sell high. So uh, whoever wants to go first, jump right in, and let's get into our buy lows. This is a name that we've talked bandied about in this podcast the last couple weeks uh, quite a bit. Taylor Hall, he's my buy low guy. And um, look, we all know two goals, it's not pretty. Half his points are power play points on the most productive power play team in the league, though, so there's always that. Um, he's better than this. He's not a superstar, but he's better than this. And I, I kind of picked him because I don't expect him to be playing on in Buffalo for the duration of the season. I think yeah. he's probably going to get traded. There's no point for them to keep him. There's it's zero value in it. So trade him, get a few assets. Whatever team trades for him is going to be a team that's contending chances are pretty good players now you can make the argument well he's been playing with Eichel what is someone else going to do well look when the whole team's in a funk your best player is in a funk it just it spreads throughout the room so he's going to probably go to a pretty decent team competing playing with good players and getting opportunity you, you don't trade for a guy like that and put him on a third line and give him no power play opportunity either so he's going to be better he's going to be on a better team and I think right now, get it before strike while the iron is is, is simmering before it gets real hot. <laughs> I mean, simmering is even a that's that's giving him a little too much credit. But I 100% agree with you, Brad. Only going to go up from here. He's already underperforming. Even if it gets better on Buffalo, he's going to get traded. It's going to be better. I'm 100% with you on buy low on Taylor Hall. Uh, Joe, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. I'm going to go with uh, Thatcher Demko from the Canucks. He is. Um, I think the Canucks are starting to uh, make the turn, and I'm not necessarily. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna sneak into the playoffs somehow. Uh, and he's been playing great recently. I think they're gonna lean on him a little bit more down the stretch, unless obviously Holtby kind of steals the show. But I don't see that happening. I think they're gonna lean on him more, and it looks like he's regaining his form from the bubble. As the Canucks are getting better and playing better, I think Thatcher, uh, Demko is leading the way with that. And I just want to throw a couple numbers at you. In his, in his last eight starts, six of them, he had two, two, two odd ones in there. He had six of his last eight starts. He's had a 939 save percentage or better. And in those six games, he's allowed just seven goals. That's good for a 961 save percentage. And that's against teams like Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto, all tops in yep. the, like except for Calgary, which they're kind of. But Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Toronto—they're all high offensive, potent teams. So yep. I, I think I think this might be the stretch of where the Canucks kind of are going up the peak, so they can kind of, um, if you if you need a goalie and you and you need someone on the high end or that's going upwards, trajectorying upwards, I think you can get him for a, a little low of a price because people still might be thinking the Canucks are not the real deal. So I, I didn't catch that whole spiel. I just had to run down. But you're saying buy low on Thatcher Demko? Yes. I can't say I agree with that. I mean, so 
<laughs> let's hear let's hear your do you, report do, do, you, do you want me to repeat what i just had said i know i mean no, i caught enough of it's, it. it it's it's more <laughs> so his last eight starts i think i think the canucks have been playing better his his last eight starts have been on par with the tops in the league okay it's, it's listen i, I it's, a, it's a nice stretch it's a nice stretch it's just if you're gonna buy low on a guy like you got to be trading another I mean, like, how much are you going to downgrade here in terms of what what you're, what the no, league is going to look at this trade? You don't be, have to downgrade. You can just be adding another goalie. Uh, another goalie that's doing well. Yeah, we add low. Yeah, like, you don't have mm. to be trading goalie for goalie. Like, you don't have to be trading a, a sh- like, upgrading a goalie. You yeah. could just be adding yeah. a goalie to your repertoire that, that may, that they've had an awful start, but could be going upwards. And I think the Canucks are going, are playing better. And I think the Canucks, Demko specifically, are is playing better as, as a netminder and his numbers aren't lying about that. I think it's a good stretch. I just don't think that there's enough here. And Vancouver's shown us enough. It's the seventh and of the season. And Vancouver's shown us enough to, to make that move and, and really be that confident. I agree with the Vancouver part, but I, I, I'm just going, that's why it's a risk. You buy low on them because you, you, you. That's the risk that you're running. You're buying low yeah. on a player that you ex- that you expect the team if, and the player to be at a certain point in ten games, or if they're on the if they're on the upwards trajectory. That's the whole point of buying low. You, you, can, you yeah. can probably get them pretty cheap. I'll, like, yeah, I'll, I'll and that's that. and that's the point. It's just whether you and that's why I, with both my players, I thought you can either go buy low or sell high on either of them. Right now, you could sell high on Demko if you think he's not going to continue this. It's just, oh, I, yeah. you know what uh, I mean? Your opinion is to buy low because yeah. you think Canucks are going to squeak in. That's, that's fair. Uh, Ath, go ahead so Joe can shit on your pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can't no. shit on this pick. Um, it's a higher-end guy, so you probably have to pay a bit to get him, depending on what his, how his owner um, wants to manage a guy like this. But it's Roman Yossi I would buy low on. Because, yeah. in my opinion, Yossi is a top three defenseman, top three fantasy defenseman. He does it all. He shoots like crazy, blocks a lot of shots. And the num- the, the numbers, points-wise, just aren't really there in terms of what we're used to. I believe he's tied for 18th right now in, in defensive scoring. Like, there's guys like Charlie McAvoy and uh, and Keith Yandel that, that um, I, I guess are pretty good players in their own rights. I know we have opinions on McAvoy. But if you can... Even spice up a deal like that, where you're giving a McAvoy or or a Yandel or countless, like even if you're giving a first and you can get Yossi for even like 80 cents on the dollar, that's a great trade because Yossi is is light years better than those guys and he's an absolute stud to own. Yeah. Now, would you do it for the rest of the season or would you? Just, are you talking about maybe as a keeper? Because the rest of the season, either, don't forget, it's, either, you're, you're looking at halfway or. done the season almost now. Like it, right. Is, right. I still, I still love Yossi, despite Nashville's struggles. Yeah, no, but yeah. Are, are you going to get what you need? If you're going to buy low on him, are you going to get the value? Or are you going to ride a guy that is still going at that high value? Like, let's say, like a Yandel or who has, whoever has more points. Are, that's the question. Like, do you go after the guy who has the name value, but you still, you still have half a season left? But is that enough time for him to even make a difference on your team or ride the guy that's actually making a difference on your team and still going well? Well, I mean, he has he brings those peripheral stats and it's not like the points are that bad right now. They're just off what we've gotten used to. Yeah, he has what? Like, I, I would 15 trade, and, and 15 and 20, 15 and 24, 15 and 25, whatever games they're at. 
put, put it this way, put it this way. There are very few defensemen I wouldn't trade for Yossi. Very few. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And, and you believe that yeah. from this point forward... Even right now, even, exactly, better. even right now. Well, that's, the like, like, you you that's the point you have to look at. Like, if right now, if you think he's going to outpace one of your other defensemen, that's why I'm just saying... Is it gonna? Is he gonna be of value to you this season, or are you trading for him with possible expectations this season, but also keeping him because knowing what he is? Yeah, both. Uh, both. For a I keeper, think, yeah. If it's a keep, if it's a keeper, you absolutely do it, hundred percent. If it's, yeah, that's if it's, a whole. You know, thing. if it goes by, uh, if it's a one, if it's a redraft, you you take your chances. But he's such a stud that you, you yeah, it's if you can make a deal like that and get him, it, uh, it's tough. It's it's you want him. He's such a good player. I just want to throw that this stat out there really quickly. Roman Yossi leads all defensemen in the NHL in shots, so he's still mm -hmm. shooting a ton, mm -hmm. yeah. and only um, two goals to show for it. So that'll come up. All right. And um, my buy low is Robin Leonard. He's on his way back. Could be even this week, and uh, I still believe. Despite how amazing Fleury's playing, Leonard's going to get his share of the net. And uh, with Fleury's value being so high right now and Leonard's taking a big hit because of the injury, I would definitely go after Leonard right now. I think that's even more of a long-term buy low. This year, you're not going to see Fleury lose the net. You think that's Fleury's... Flurry's a starting goalie. Sorry, like lose the net as in like lose it indefinitely where Leonard gets like seven straight starts. That's not happening. Flurry's no, still picking I, up his share or more than his share starts. Even even when they were healthy, he wasn't getting seven straight. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think they're going to split the net. That's why. Yeah. So I think a lot of people believe, and, and I mean, it could be wrong. We're always wrong about stuff. But I, I, I think a lot of people believe that Flurry is the starting goalie no matter what, even when Leonard's healthy. No, that, I, uh, that's not true. That's no. It's good. It's good to point that out for for flurry owners. Yeah. I, Mike, uh, saying in saying that, would you do the opposite then? Would you sell flurry high? So I thought. So I thought about. Yeah. I thought about putting flurry. We'll get into the sell highs now. I thought about putting flurry as my sell high. Um, but, like I, I mean, I guess you could. I, I, I wouldn't sell him just because I still. No, because he's still gonna get his He doesn't starts. have this. Yeah, even if he's not this valuable, he's still valuable. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think I would sell him. It's not like he's he's it's not like he's playing unreal and then as soon as Leonard comes back or the other goalie comes back, he'll he's just gonna be automatically the backup. It's not like a backup playing well that once the starter comes back, he's just gonna go straight to being the backup again. It's would you be would you trade would you trade Flurry and a, a, a high pick or Flurry and another player for Freddie Anderson? Uh yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, it probably, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Anderson's going to be getting the line share of the starts. And, 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 and I, would say that's, I would say that's that's selling high because other than that, he, you wouldn't make that deal. You could probably go straight up flurry, flurry for Anderson. And yeah, you shouldn't even have yeah. to spice it up. Mm -hmm. Because and, and people will take owners that. of flurry probably have a number one starter already. So you Or maybe they have Leonard. you got a value. Yeah, no, but you could usually... Whether you have two goalies or well, whether you have a tandem and a third goalie, but usually if you're picking Flurry and let's say you only have Flurry, you don't have Leonard, you usually are picking Flurry knowing he's going to be splitting the starts, and you have a starter as your second goalie. So it, it's more which is like what, which do you is want, what I did. It's more like do in you another want pool that I have. <laughs> I have Vasilevsky, 
Flurry and Grubauer in another pool. Last two weeks, I have six shutouts. <laughs> I have I have Vazzy in one of my pools. It's nuts. Okay, glad you glad you broke the news, Joe. <laughs> no, but I'm just talking about I'm just talking about so the Mike, shutout thing. I, uh, yeah. Who is your sell high? Did you just give it to us or no? No, no. my sell high. I'm gonna stick with Vegas. My sell high is Alex Tuck. Uh, he's been on an absolute tear lately, and he's got 12 goals on the year. Uh, 19 points in 21 games. That's 12 goals on 44 shots. A 27.3 shooting percentage. I don't think Career he can. Sus- I don't think he can sustain this at all. And like, despite what you think about Tuck, he doesn't really clearly he doesn't shoot that often. He doesn't actually hit or block that much either. Uh, so I'm. He just tucks. I, he, he just tucks. tucks. <laughs> he just and, tucks. Uh, I think the tuck is gonna is gonna come down a bit, so that's my sell high, Alex Tuck, and maybe Ant's gonna disagree with that because he's an owner. And let's just say this: Listen. selling high is hard to do because you have a guy that's just killing it for you. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, to sell high. Separ- it's tough to separate your your brain from your heart at that point. As as an owner, Mike, I am mucking his tuck. <laughs> I absolutely, I love what he's been doing for my team. But I honestly, like, I, I'll agree with you because I'm looking at a shooting percentage and, and like, yeah, it's high. He, he doesn't shoot nearly as much as other 12 goal scorers in the league have been. And the fact that he doesn't hit and stuff is pretty frustrating. He's 6'4", 220. Like, you watch him play out there, he's an absolute monster. A lot of guys right. don't realize how big this guy is. He's you would huge. think he hits more people. That's what my boys say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, he's a first-round pick, and he's still very young. Uh, he has a 52-point season. That was in 74 games, so there's still potential. I don't think – I just don't see when I watch Vegas games that he really gets those opportunities. He's not put with the top guys in, in five on five. He, you don't really see him play that often on the top power play unit and be in positions to pick up points. If he does start getting those opportunities, I'd, I'd be excited at that point. Yes. That's and that's where it comes in to play too. Is right. Like, I, yeah. That's why I can't really disagree with you. But I love him. What he's been doing for my team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brian. You're you're so high. Mike, you're not gonna like this one, buddy. I am selling high on your favorite friend, Carter Vernotsky. Okay. <laughs> because he came in. He came in like a bat out of hell on fire. Had a bit of a lull. He's got three points in his last five games. Sell him. That's Just not get that rid bad. of him. What's that? That's not that bad. Three in his last five. I know, but that's what I mean. Sell him. Like, just dump him on the side of the corner like that cheap <laughs> night you had with the lady of the night. Like, just get rid of him. He's got eight goals, eight assists, 16 points in the year. Zero donuts, power play points. That's the All, problem. That's the, that's, that's the killer. That's the killer. He shoots. He can hit a little bit, but not much. Got a couple game winners in there. I think... He's not on the number one PP, and in Florida, it seems like they only play the number one PP. So, yeah, he had a nice little run. It was a great story. Mike, you had your, your five minutes in love and, and, and fame with him. Um, but it, I'm it's not time selling if, him. If, if you can get something for him, if you can get an established player that's maybe having you know, a, a, a subpar year or like um, an even year, get him. Put it this way. If somebody wants to trade me Taylor Hall for for Carter for Vernotsky, take him. He's all he's all yours. Almost called him for Gretzky. Yeah, I almost called him. I almost gave it to him. So hundred percent, I would do that trade. Yeah, 
yeah. but I mean, it's you're not getting that. Trade. You're not getting that trade. <laughs> you're not. You might not get that trade, but like, it, it, it get rid of him. It's it's over. It, he had Mike, his fun in the sun. Mike, your your rebuttal. Yeah, I. You know, okay. So I have him in our league. It's it's a deep league. I drafted him with our the very last pick. I think he's providing me enough value for that spot. I do agree with you in the sense that like he doesn't get any power play time, and you're never getting a power play point out of him uh, unless he gets on there for the last five seconds to. Unless they're up by six and they want to change up the power play unit, yeah, and he just he they gets throw a lucky them all there. Mm. Um, so I don't love that about him, but you said it. I mean, he does he does mix in the peripheral stats. But yeah, he, there. he's been uh, he definitely came out guns blazing, and he hasn't uh, he hasn't been that guy. So uh, I can uh, I can I can get around it. I'm not going to trade him though. But I can. I, mean, I know I know that take that 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 uh, sell high landed me squarely in the third star of the day. <laughs> but I had to be done That's because great. I know you weren't going to do it. So <laughs> all right, uh, who's next, Joe? Okay, this one is a little bit of a different approach for me. Uh, I'm going to sell high on Vladdy Tarasenko. Now, he just came back. Mm-hmm. Played his first game yesterday, Saturday. Top line. Let's top line, top yes. Line. He's on the top yeah. line. Top power top play. Top power top play. Power he was on in overtime. Um, I just feel when guys like this, of their elk, when they come back from injury... People tend to overvalue them and what they could possibly do. Now, you could also, you can, you can argue both points. You could say he's well-rested, he's this, he's that, he's going to regain his touch, whatever. There's like half a season left, almost just over half a season left in this, in this year, weird year. He could be rusty too and not help your team at all. So if you have a trade out there for me that you could possibly get someone back of in the same neighborhood as him that's doing well this season, already in a rhythm, I'd yeah. pull that off. Because since winning the Cup in 2019, so that's what, 21 months? Last night, Saturday night, was his 15th game in 21 yeah, months. There has crazy. to be Barely some played. rust in there. I was watching that game yesterday uh, on Saturday night and in overtime he looked like he was going to end it with like with a nice goal in over OT then he just fubbed it like he just couldn't get the shot off to me that was rust and I'm not saying it's going to be like that for the whole year but if you can get someone with because he's a name he's, he's a, name. a name and people jump at that especially when they come back from injuries they're like like I'm I have Sagan I drafted Sagan in one of my pools with my last last pick just to throw him on the IR and pick someone up off waivers, and I'm getting off. I'm I'm getting asked about him already, and I'm like, I'll hold on to him just because who knows? I want to see what he's like before even going down that road. Yeah, because Dallas has more games. It's just a different vibe, I think, with Sagan. But I I just think you might you could get someone that that will give you something for a Tarasenko. Yeah, I I can get around that. I think yeah, you're right. Like it's just been hasn't been enough games, and you just don't know what he's going to. And be. that's why like, I said at the beginning of mine, it's like you can both Tarasenko and Demko. You could sell high or buy low on both. Like Tarasenko, you could even buy low on. Like someone might like he's just coming back. You don't know, and someone might just get rid of him for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, very very early indications after one game, he did have four shots. He had a hit. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it was a minus two. It looks like he's. 
he's there. He there. But yeah, yo, Joe, you're right. Like people could be buying the player that he was, and who knows what he's going to be this year after such a long layoff. And in and in a shortened year, that's the key thing for me. It's like you only have twenty. Yeah. You only have almost thirty games left. It's. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Like I don't hate it, Joe. That's not yeah. a bad call at all. It's a little bit outside the box. That's and that's why um, I was going with it. I just didn't want to do. It. I just. It was different for me. I just wanted something different, so I went down that road. Yeah. No. It's not. Not the dumbest thing you said on this podcast. Um, I went with my buy low. JVR. My buy low courting was my <laughs> dumbest thing <laughs> today. Anyway, <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Um, I'm buying. What selling high on JVR. All day. He's got. Um, let me just pull it up. He's got 26 points, I believe, in 21 games. Yeah. Guys, that's that's way way above what he is right now. Like he's he's having what a resurgent year. You're gonna call it. How how old is JVR? He's uh he's 32. He was, this yeah, year. he's he 31. Was drafted like in his 06. his yeah his big point days are are gone, guys. And I, I think in a lot of leagues, you can offer him up to guys who don't really know their stuff and don't really look at ages or don't really know what he's done in the past and that he's those years are behind him and they'll see 26 points in 21 games and and they'll buy on that i just think you can really take advantage of what he's done because he's not i don't i can't even see him finishing the season above point per game what's his shooting percentage Ed? he's got uh, 49 it, shots yeah it's he's at a 20 so 20.4 20.4 right now so it's a yeah. little high but see i'm like you tell a JVR owner to sell him, they're gonna slap you in the face. Like, they, who wants to sell a guy? He's been but so good for his, this. His long. career, his career shooting percentage is nine point four, and he's he's played a lot of games. In the he's he's, he's, he's playing. Games. Yeah, he's playing way above his head right now. That's like he's not, and he's yeah, not like, a bad, and he's honest. not a bad player. Like any other season, he's a draftable player that you take, and you don't have a problem on your team. But he is outperforming what his numbers and what his career dictates he should again be doing, right especially the fact that he's getting older. yeah it's tough and it goes back to us talking about it's tough to sell these guys when they're performing like this but if you can get a guy that you think like Anthony, how you had mentioned yossi i'm not saying jvr for yossi but i'm just saying like something of that comparison where one's having a down year that could still help you at the end of this year and you could possibly use as a keeper for going forward you would do that in a heartbeat yeah, and and I think too, like, this isn't so much in redraft, but in keeper leagues, JVR is not a keeper. No. He's having a great year. He's not a keeper. If you can buy exactly. him for like a lower end keeper, or you know, a, just a guy who you know you're gonna keep and maybe not having the greatest year, that's a huge win because yeah. it'll even out for the year, and then it'll you got a guy for, for the following exactly. season. Exactly, and that's already. where I think when it'll it, come into play. Well, yeah, when it comes to JVR, the, if it's a keeper league and if it's not, are two completely different conversations. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I don't know. I'm on the side where like I think he can be a point per game player this year. I do. I don't know why. Like that's gonna happen in a redraft. I think you. I think you risk maybe holding on to him if you're not getting a, a player that's like you. You 100% think it's. Yeah, it has better. to be the it, right. It has trade. to be the right trade in a redraft. But yeah. in the keeper, like if you're getting a guy, let's say Taylor Hall, or if you're getting, like if you, if there's a trade like that out there where you can get a guy that's a bigger name and that could help you, like and that's a, a slam dunk keeper, then you do it at 100%. Dude, in redraft leagues, I get like ninety-five percent of of owners who have Hall will probably like that trade will happen ninety-five percent of the time. JVR for Hall. Oh, all day. If yeah. uh, if the guy who wants who has JVR wants Hall, it would like a hundred percent. 
Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I would do that. I think I'd rather haul. But that's just because of the potential. Just, that sounds does, awful coming does, out of my mouth. I just thought about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's get on here. We're, we're going long. So that was buy low, sell high. Let's get into the, the week ahead here. So it's more of a conventional week. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday are the big nights. There are a bunch of teams that play on the off nights. You have Vancouver and Montreal who both play on just Monday and Wednesday. You have Vegas, Edmonton, and Anaheim who play Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then you have Ottawa, LA, Minnesota, Colorado, and Arizona who play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So there's a lot of opportunities for, for streaming spots here. Um, so a few guys I like from this from these teams and based on their schedules and stuff. Uh, Nick Suzuki's ownership is down to 65%. It's, it's going down a little bit. He's got four points in his last four games. I still like Suzuki. Uh, Druin is 20% owned. His stats aren't that different from Suzuki. And you have 65% to 20%. Druin has five points in his last six games. I think uh, Druin is just undervalued completely. And uh, Druin's there. Uh, you also have Armia, who's getting a bunch of ice time. And uh, Philip Deneau, who doesn't have a goal this year. you got to think it's coming soon, though. So Phil Deneau playing with Gallagher, who's uh, kind of hot right now. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, 19% owned. Uh, Edmonton and Ottawa play each other three times this week. So there's an opportunity, I guess, on both those teams, I would say. Uh, Max Comtois, 33% owned. He's got 16 points on the air. He's, he's becoming very valuable. Ricard Raquel, nine points in his last five games. He's rolling. Uh, Trevor Zivgris, we talked about before. On uh, Vegas, William Carlson. 50% owned, five points in his last five games. Alex Tuck, who we also talked about, he's got five goals and six points in his last five games. Very hot right now. And uh, Riley Smith is streaky, but he's got two goals in his last two. So maybe he's going to uh, maybe he's gonna pick it up here. He's going to get on a streak. And uh, Chandler Stevenson, who Joe doesn't like anymore because he dropped him. He's uh, five points in his last four games. Of he's course, like becoming, of course, anytime I drop someone, he dropped like him. they he dropped him just in just the, in the, the nick of time, time. just there when I go. need points against Lopo, and my team <laughs> decides to just not show up and get like nineteen yeah. points this week. You don't deserve to be leading the division when you get spanked by Lopo. I'm not getting. I'm I'm losing eight six. I'm not getting spanked by him. Spanked. And I could easily right. turn two categories. So it's like bent over the knee and just pants spanked. down. It's just it's just spanked. like one week where I could have used any output whatsoever from any of my or not drops. Keep going, Mike. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, we're going long. We've heard enough about your fantasy struggles for one episode. Uh, for one week. And then on Ottawa, as I said, they play Edmonton three times. Drake Batherson, talked enough about him last week. He's 55% owned. Got 11 points in his last eight games. Tim Stutzel, 28%. Josh Norris, 10%. And Ryan Dezingle uh, is 2% owned, or Jingle Bells, as Brian likes to call him. He is uh, 2% owned. He has a goal in his debut. He was good when he played in Ottawa, so it wouldn't shock me if he got a few points. Um, then on LA, Kempe, he's got four points in his last four games. There's Ayafalo, two guys who uh, get a lot of ice time on uh, LA. There's also Carter and Velarde who could get you some points. Brandon Saad has four points in his last two games for Colorado, 12% owned. There's Burakovsky, 30% owned. There's all the Arizona guys. They have a pretty decent schedule. Dvorak, Kessel, Keller. Um, and then on Minnesota, two guys I like a lot. Eriksson Eck, 
And Jordan Greenway is having a great, great year. Uh, 19% owned. He's got six points in his last five games. Uh, that's a quick little rundown of certain guys I like. Um, so let's get into the battle of the bargains, guys. Standings between the four of us. I have two wins. Joe has two wins. Brian has one. Eth has one. It's close. Yeah, we're, we're rolling here. Uh, again, check our Instagram for the winner. Uh, we've had a few uh, fans win uh, a couple weeks, so congrats to you guys. So let's go to who's first, Eth or Brian? Uh, Mike just mentioned him last. I will take Jordan Greenway, all six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds of that monster. Uh, actually, has seven points in his last six games now. Uh, oh. Eighteen points on the season. Eighteen points in twenty two games. He's he's playing well. Uh, four games this week. Let's go Greenway. Yeah, I like him a lot, Brian. Nineteen percent on by the way. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. My bad. I'm gonna go. Adrian Kempe, he's 12% owned. See, I get it out of the way early. That way I don't forget at the end, Anthony. Pick up lessons, <laughs> eh? Uh, four points in his last four. Three of them are power play points, so there's that. Shooting the puck. Plays four games this week. A couple of them are against Anaheim. That sounds juicy. So I will take Adrian Kempe. Well done. I am going to take at 20%, right on the cusp there, I'm going to take Jonathan Drouin. And Joe, who do you got? I'm going to take Anthony Beauvillier with my pick at 5% owned. This is going to be a heated heated battle this week. I like the deep deep sleeps, man. I love those 3%, 4%. (laughs) I love it. I dwell in the 3%. Yes. Uh, All right. So that's uh, Greenway versus Kempe versus Druin versus Beauvillier. And now, the three stars of the game. Let's just go right to the first star. Joe, no. you had a good show. Joe, you had a good show, but... Yeah, but oh, oh, come on! But we don't have a guest yet from you, so first star goes to F. You had a good show today. You left yeah, for a bit. I, I know. <laughs> he left for a bit and challenged my yeah, pick and missed like all Bryson. my points, and we had to yeah. revisit. Like, he left for a bit, on? but he came right back to shit on you. I loved it. And F That's gets three, first three in a row? Let's go. That's no. a turkey, boys. That's two. Joe, Three in a row. Check two. the tape. Check the tape. I'll check tape. I'm good with second, second star. star. Okay, Joe gets second star for sure. Oh, for Brian. Sure. <laughs> That's a tough third. <laughs> I love it. And Brian's third star because he ripped on Verhege. Yeah, no, I knew I knew when it, when, it, when it came down to it, even though I probably had the best buy lows and sell highs, I wasn't going to get it because I ripped on Mike's boy. So it's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> well, okay. Did Bryson Joe's- just change his hat? <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out another one. That that gives that your your ratings going down one just for that change of the Okay, hat. let's hurry up. Give <laughs> me the guy. heads. Tell me uh, tell me what I got. Ready? One Three, two, one. Put them up. Six. Eight. Oh, that's gonna be ten. Eight. Wow. Ten that's eight. Average average of eight. You would have been a nine, Mike. You would have been a nine, but that yeah, hat changed at more. the end. This guy's got more outfit changes than share. That's impressive. <laughs> to me, the the, the moment of the hat. show was what? the Tom Wilson moment. <laughs> I had a wedge all week last week. I got nothing. Thank you, Joe. I, the Tom Wilson was good. And yeah, Brian, you held a wedge. What was that? Yeah, you held a wedge. You're better See, off holding actually, your you own wedge. You should have done that this week with your Bryson hat on. I had two different hats. I win. What is uh? What is that type of uh, hat called again? Some French name, isn't it, or something? I don't know. The beret. I don't is it a beret? What it is. You own oh, the damn thing. We gotta look that up. 
Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. So a couple quick things before we go. Uh, again, uh, you can follow us anywhere on social, watch us on YouTube, listen on podcast. Um, just the weeks ahead here. So we're we're coming up on episode 50. So it's, we're at 47 right now. I think 48 we're going to do, might do Johnson or Janssen next week. For 49, we're going to do like a fantasy hockey trivia. I'll host. You guys better uh, better study because it's going to be a good one uh, for episode 49. And then episode 50, we will do our annual midseason fantasy awards. I think it'll be around midseason at the time or close to. Yeah. But uh, we'll uh, we'll do that for episode for big episode 50. And uh, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but we went number one. Our podcast went number one. Oh, really? Come on. Really? In Guam. In Guam. Oh, we went number <laughs> oh sick. That's awesome. In Guam. Yes, Guam. Yes, our Guam Let's listeners. Go. All the Guam, all the Guamish people up there. <laughs> yeah. The Guamis. <laughs> all right. Let's. Oh, and one more thing, guys. This just came out. Instagram just released. Um, so they've always had like Instagram live, but now. They have Instagram live rooms. So basically you can have four guys on Instagram live and you can have people just shoot you questions and stuff. So we I'm thinking, on that. Oh, I'm thinking that if you guys are down minute. on a Saturday at like maybe six or we'll see, but we'll hop on, we can answer sit or start questions who play this guy over this guy. You know, if we don't get any questions. We just shoot the shit for half hour and uh, see how that goes. Cool. Okay, yeah, I like that. We'll, I like we'll that. That's, a good, That's idea. a good idea. Yeah, there's lots to look forward to. Let's go. So, uh, Let's go. Yeah. Some more hats, <laughs> Maybe some we, props coming up. <laughs> Maybe we, got, we get into good. that. And then last thing about questions. We didn't get to any questions this week. We did a lot last week. Uh, we're going to start mixing them in more, but there's a lot of questions. So unfortunately, we're just going to have to pick and choose moving forward because we can't get to them all. Uh, we'll do our best, but uh, as the, we'll, for the following shows, we're going to get to yeah, questions we'll, every we'll, week. We'll mix in a all episode of questions yeah. at, uh, at certain points yeah. in, the, in our in our schedule. You, yes. You've said you've said one more thing to leave this podcast Eight eighteen times, times already. Yeah. How many more things do we have? Nothing. Okay. Enjoy nice. your week. We will talk next week. Good luck in your pools. Take care. Good luck, Ciao. guys. Ciao.